All right, we ready? Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Ruben Garrick for the corner. Ankle breaker! KD! And it comes to Moses. That is incredible! LeBron James, a shot in history. He's back! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another bonus episode of the Amateur Athlete Podcast. Now, to start off today's show... I'm going to be reading out some questions and answering some questions that, that you guys sent through over the past couple of days. The first one here is from Cam Hilda. Cam says, give me your prediction for a team to make the top eight in the NRL that wasn't in the top eight last year. Now, going back and looking at the 2023 NRL ladder, there are some obvious teams here that should have probably made the top eight given their their track record over the past you know, three, four seasons. So, the obvious ones here are the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Parramatta Eels, but I want to choose a team that hasn't had a little bit of success for a while, so I'm going to choose the Manly Seagulls. Now, Manly's roster is unbelievable. They have Ruben Garrick there, who was the Daily M winger of the year two years ago. He was the top point scorer, top goal kicker in the league. They have Daly Cherry Evans there, who is an exceptional halfback. He's the current Queensland State of Origin halfback. We have Jake Trevojevic there in the middle of the park, who's an absolute weapon. And the one I want to talk about is Tom Trevojevic. Now, if Tom can keep himself healthy this season, I reckon that's that's the key to, to manly success, keeping Tom Trevojevic healthy. And if, if they do that, if he does that, they can soar into that top eight. And I'm going to go as far as saying they can soar into the top four if Tom stays healthy. My next question is from... Gary Tweedy. Now, Gary says, what were your thoughts of the NBA All-Star Weekend? Now, Gary, before I get into answering this question, I am going to be talking about this later in the podcast, but briefly, just to sum it up a little bit, I thought the All-Star Weekend was, to be honest, shambles. Um, The only highlight from the All-Star Weekend was the three-point contest, and the Steph versus Sabrina contest. that They were the only highlights from the weekend. Um, but coming up later in the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the ins and outs, what I think needs to change, what needs to go, and everything else around the NBA All-Star Weekend. So that is coming up next. All right, the first thing I want to talk about is the skills challenge. Now, let's be bloody serious here. The skills challenge there was not much skill involved. Scotty Barnes dribbled the ball off his foot in a skills challenge where he was not even running. He was at a probably a half walking pace. Anthony Edwards was shooting three-pointers left-handed and missed them all. What is going on with the NBA skills challenge? The only good thing about this year's skills challenge was the Indiana Pacers team who actually put in some effort. Tyrese Halliburton, he was... Tyrese ain't going to muck around in the skills challenge, let's be honest. Tyrese wants to be best of the best. That's why he's there. But I saw a comparison of of this year's, you know, when they passed the ball into the target, I saw a comparison of this year's target was like the size of a bloody bus compared to when Giannis was first in the league. What was that, 2011, 2012, something around then. The target was the size of the bloody hoop. That's how accurate they had to be in the skills challenge. And this year... The target was the size of a caravan. Come on, that's not skillful. My my two-year-old son could pass a ball through a, through a hole that size. 
Come on, NBA, let's get real. How are we gonna how are we gonna make this better? How are we gonna make this fun for the fans to come to the games, for the fans to view on the television and watch the skills challenge? In my personal opinion, we need to get teams that are there to compete to win the skills challenge, not just muck around. Otherwise, we need to scrap it all together. We need some other ideas to make the skills challenge slash new challenge more fun. When I say more fun, I mean more serious. I need, We need people to take it seriously. We either scrap it or my suggestion is we get maybe a 1v1. Who's the better player? You know, we can get Tyrese Halliburton up against Anthony Edwards. We can get Victor Wembignana up against Chet Holgram. Who's the better player? Who's the better rookie? You know what I mean? Let's spice it up a little bit. Maybe maybe even a 3v3. You know, the Pacers team versus the rookie team. The Pacers team versus the whatever team. Let's get three players in there who want to compete, who want to put up a show, who want to win. Let's get them in there. Let's, let's do a three-on-three competition. I think that would be much more entertainment and, and better viewing than the skills challenge. Let's move on to the dunk contest. Now, in my opinion, I thought the dunk contest was okay. Compared to the last couple of seasons, it was pretty poor. But I think Mac McLung, who won the dunk contest, I think... He, if he wasn't in it, I think it would be a shambles in all honesty. But Mac McLung brings a little bit of excitement to the table. He's a, he's a smaller player. He dunked over Shaq. He was doing some dunks that we've never seen before. So that, that brings a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of excitement to the table. But the other competitors weren't all that crash idle. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't do, I can't even dunk. But for NBA athletes, I, I think we need to get a little bit more talent in there. In there. Remember when... Aaron Gordon was in there. Remember when Dwight Howard was in there? You know what I mean? Let's bring back the actual dunkers of the competition. Let's bring back players who can pull dunks out of anywhere and and bring some amazing talent to the table. And yes, by the way, I did, not to brag, but I did pick Mac McLung to win the dunk competition. Go Mac! Let's move on to... In my opinion, the, the the shining light of the NBA All-Star Weekend, the three-point competition, and Steph v. Sabrina. Now, in my opinion, the three-point contest is always going to be great because players aren't there to lose. Players aren't there to miss because they look like a dead-set idiot if they miss. But that is always going to be the shining light of the weekend for me. The winner of the competition was Damian Lillard of the Milwaukee Bucks. I actually picked Tyrese Maxey to win this competition, which mistakenly or, or ignorantly, he actually, maybe I didn't do my research right, he actually didn't participate in the uh, in the, in the three-point contest. So that that's my bad. So Damian Lillard comes away a winner, which Dame is a, is a phenomenal shooter in the league. So great stuff to Dame. We didn't see many big scores in the three-point competition. We didn't see any 30s. Um, 30 points or over, I should say. It was mainly you know the low 20s to to, to, to the mid high 20 mark. I think Dame won it with 27, 26. So um, yeah, you know what? It wasn't a great showing up, but it's always fun to see the boys go at it shooting those three balls. So yeah, moving on to Steph v Sabrina. Man, oh man, what a competition that was! Now 
Sabrina came out first. She was on fire from the start. She, I think in her first two racks, she only missed one shot in her first 10 attempts, which is absolutely crazy. So she come out really, really hard, really on. She was on fire, to be honest. And then she kind of dwindled off a little bit and then caught fire at the end to finish with 26 points. Then Steph Curry come out. You know Steph. Steph's always going to always gonna hit those threes. He come out on fire as well. That's that second rack. He got five from five, I think it was. And, and the fourth rack, he got five from five. Neither of them hit anything from from distance on on the starry ball, but then Steph finished it off and hit. The, uh, I think he got twenty nine in the end uh, to to defeat Sabrina there. Now, if we put Steph Curry and Sabrina into the actual three point competition, they would be one and two, followed by Damian Lillard third. Sabrina, if we put Sabrina in that competition, she outshot all the men. That participated in the three-point contest, which is absolutely crazy. That that shows how much of a great shooter that she really is. Now, there's been talks of this uh, Sabrina versus Steph competition uh, continuing in the years to come, which is a great, great thing. We obviously want to see Steph and Sabrina there continue that tradition, but can we bring in some other players to make it more exciting? Can we go two on two? So maybe the Splash Brothers in Steph Curry and Clay Thompson up against Sabrina and Caitlin Clark, because Caitlin Clark is an absolute weapon. You never know. Or we could have Steph v the previous year's winner of the three-point contest. In this case, it would be Steph and Damian Lillard v Sabrina and whoever wins the WNBA three-point contest the year prior, which would be an awesome idea. It just just trying to, you know. Um, extend that tradition a little bit and keep that Steph v. Sabrina thing happening. Now, let's move on to, I wouldn't say, the worst part of the weekend because I feel that was a skills challenge just quietly. But let's move on to the actual All-Star game. Man, where is the defense? Where is the defense? Scoring almost 400 points in an All-Star game. That, come on, man. We've got to play defense, you know. There's guys out on the three-point line taking a shot. The defenders aren't even coming out to the players. Come on, let's play some defense. How can we make this more of a competition when it comes to the All-Star game? There's been a few ideas tossed around since the weekend. One being the conference that wins the All-Star game gets home court advantage Come when it comes to the NBA Finals, which is a great idea because... I think that happens in the Major League Baseball. So, you know, if your if your conference wins in the NBA All-Star game, you're going to get that advantage in the NBA Finals. In saying that, you know, probably 90% of the players who actually play in the All-Star game won't actually play in the NBA Finals. You know, that one could be a little bit tough to get around, but, you know, it's, it's a good idea. The other idea is that I've tossed up is maybe we put players on um, minute restrictions. Maybe we only allow players to play two quarters. So maybe you have the starters play, um, I don't know, the first and third quarter or the first and fourth quarter. or And then you have the reserves play, you know, quarters two and four, two and three. I don't know. Just something to think about, mix it up a little bit. Maybe we can monetize it maybe there's a there's an incentive there for the players to play for cash but do the nba players really need more cash and lastly how about we just go out and play some defense we want to see 
the best of the best go head-to-head. I, I remember watching when Kobe first came into the league. I think I said this in my previous podcast. He came out. He was competitive as hell, man. He wanted to win. I remember Kobe v. Jordan. They were going at each other all game. They wanted to prove who was best. You know, I, I remember seeing footage of Shaquille O'Neal, Big Shaq, dunking on players. They weren't scared to get injured. Let's go. Let's pump it up. Let's let's bring this NBA All-Star Weekend. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to its best. And I think next year it's in San Francisco. So I hope the Bay Area turns out and I hope we put on a show for the fans. All right. I want to move on and talk a little bit NRL. I haven't talked much NRL on the podcast lately. So let's chat some NRL. So we have in the next week or so the NRL opener happening in Las Vegas in the United States of America. Man, this is a great concept, taking our game international. The American fans won't know what's hit them. So we have the Manly Seagulls taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters taking on the Brisbane Broncos in Las Vegas. Um, the Super Bowl just happened there, you know, last week or the week before. So I think this game is sold out, or these two games are sold out, so it's going to be a great, great atmosphere for everyone. I saw on the television the other night, uh, Russell Crowe, of all people, uh, who voiced a commercial for the NRL that is now airing in the United States, explaining to the American public of how the game of rugby league works. So obviously this is going to be broadcasted um, across the state, so... I think it's a great idea for, for the, the, the public of America to know how the game works before they see it. It's It goes through everything, how many players on the field. It explains that, that a team plays both offense and defense. There's, there's no two separate teams for that. It explains, you know, you can kick in the field of play. It, explains, it even explains how long the field is. It explains it's not called a touchdown, it's called a try. You have to ground the ball with downward pressure. Man, it's a great commercial for, for the Americans to understand rugby league. Um, I, I think, yeah, once again, I, I think it's a great concept. Hopefully, we can uh, continue. I think we've signed, I think the NRL signed maybe a three or four-year deal to take the game to the United States every season. Let me just check on that. Yes, they have signed on for, I'm not sure how many years, but I, I can see that it says here 2025, so at least another year after this one. So that is awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a great spectacle and it's going to be awesome to watch. I, I just thought of something, actually. The NRL boys, every year, there's something in the news, mid-season, post-season, pre-season, that something's done, someone's done something wrong. Now they're in Las Vegas for the season opener. Man, they're in Sin City. Something is bound to happen. Let's hope it doesn't. And lastly, we have the World Cup Challenge. We have the NRL 2023 Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, taking on the 2023 Super League champions, the Wigan Warriors. Now, two very, very different teams, I think. Uh, the, the Penrith Panthers, let's start with them. They have a very, very dominant forward pack and a very dominant halfback. Um, I think... The Wigan Warriors, they have a very, very good and a very, very quick and skillful backline. Not saying that Penrith don't because they do, but, you know, Wigan have the have the likes of the speed of Jay Field there at fullback. And Bevan French, who usually plays on the wing, I think he's playing in the 5-8 spot. So that's a little bit different there for, for, the, for the Wigan Warriors. So I don't know. 
I'm not saying that the Wigan Warriors forward pack is weak because it definitely is not. Um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be, you know, the best of England versus the best of Australia. Um, it, it's going to be a great spectacle to watch. It's going to be a great game to watch. I hope it lives up to the hype because last year, at the start of the 2023 season, Penrith Panthers played, uh, I think it was Hull. I can't remember who they played. Anyway, it was. I actually went to that game. It was pissing down with rain. We could barely sit in our seats, but it was such a great game. They were all over Penrith pretty much. And then maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes, Penrith come to life and they scored with about three minutes left um, and kicked the goal to send it to, to Golden Point. And then the, the Super League team, I want to say, who was it? Ah, it was St. Helens. That's right. Yeah, went to Golden Point and... I think it was Jack Wellsby who kicked the field goal for St. Helens and, and won the game for him. So it, it was an awesome game. So let's hope this year over in England, uh, the NRL boys can get it done. That's it for today's bonus episode. Hey, over the next couple of weeks, I've got some great guests lined up. So I can't wait to get in the studio and start recording and share these great guests with you. So uh, strap in, keep your eyes peeled and see you next time. Hey, what up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything the Amateur Athlete Podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Amateur Athlete Podcast. Or if you want to connect with the show, you can DM us on Instagram or you can email me at theamateurathletepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep up to date with everything Amateur Athlete. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.